to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello and welcome, I'm Glynis Crook. A few months ago I did a story about New Zealand's plan to tax sheep and cattle burps in a bid to tackle one of their biggest sources of greenhouse gases. Globally, the agriculture sector is responsible for around one-third of emissions and the biggest chunk of that comes from livestock. Many scientists, in fact, believe eating less meat is an important step to reducing the environmental impact of their methane-rich belches. So does this mean you have to abandon your favourite burger treat? Well, not if a Cape Town company has anything to say in the matter. I'm joined now by Brett Thompson, who's CEO and co-founder of the Woodstock-based Mzanzi Meat that earlier this year produced Africa's first ever cultivated beef burger. Brett, thanks for joining us on the program. Could you begin by telling us how you grow meat? Yeah, sure. Thanks very much. And uh, yeah, thanks to us for having me again. How do we grow meat? Great question. So it all starts with a single cell. We take a little biopsy from a cow, which is harmless, and the animal goes on and actually carries on with its day. We then take that muscle and fat. It's about the size of a peppercorn back to our facility here in Woodstock. And then we process it just to get it down to its sort of core ingredients, let's say. And what we're doing here in our facility is perfectly replicating the conditions that are found in an animal's body, or in our case, a cow, just outside of the cow. So it's 37 degrees, it's the regulation of carbon dioxide and oxygen, keeping the pH levels balanced, and creating an environment that is nutrient-rich so that the cells can go on to thrive. And because we were able to monitor and control everything, we don't have to use antibiotics, we don't have to use hormones, but we are able to create a condition where we even get better growth of muscle and fat. And that process takes about three odd weeks, after which we then harvest the muscle and combine it with a bit of plant protein to form our patty. Uh, as a comparison, maybe, I don't know if this might be your next question, but as a comparison, it takes us, as I said, like three or four weeks. It takes about 18 months to get a cow to slaughter weight, and that's where the benefits start happening. I've seen a picture of, of what this cultivated beef looks like originally, if you like. It's sort of a creamy kind of colour. How then do you get the colour, the flavour and the texture into the cultivated meat? So, yeah, what we're doing currently is just muscle, as I described. And muscle, if you, without everything else, it's just, it probably also looks like a bit more like raw chicken. <laughs> and even though it's beef, but it's because we're not growing it with blood. That will be eventually, the plan is to be able to grow all the parts of meat within our, within our process, um, connected tissue, blood, or hemoglobin, as well as that muscle tissue and fat. Um, that would then be a complete picture of what we are, we've come to know as meat. So we are only doing a component of that, which is the muscle, which is sort of relatively unstructured, and we add it to a component of plant-based protein, texturized vegetable protein, which gives us more the, the color and the texture, or combines with the, the texture, but the taste obviously still comes from the meat, even though at the moment it is still uncolored. So in a blind tasting, would someone think it was beef? Well, we've done a number of samples and uh, tastings over the past year, and the response 
so far to date, I mean, we haven't got one person who's been able to say whether or not uh, what they're eating is or is not meat. And overwhelmingly, it's just been, it tastes good, it tastes like a beef burger. So it's got the colour, the flavour and the texture of beef. Correct. Tricky question, how much does it cost currently to make a patty? It's a great question. I think, um, you know, we're an early stage company and we're developing this R&D technology for the first time in Africa. So it has come with a hefty price tag in the beginning. The first time we actually ever made our patties and I hope people don't switch off after I turn this uh, to say this, but it cost 20,000 rand per patty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I don't think most South Africans can afford. However, the next time we did it, a couple of months later, the price went down to 3,000. And now we've already got that price down by about half. Next year, we are hoping to get a, a burger patty done at about a price of about 150 rand, 300 rand, depending. So it's still going to be a little bit more expensive in the interim. But over a longer period of time, we're extremely confident that in the next 18 months or two years, we will be at price parity, if not lower. So very good for the environment, but not for everyone's pockets quite yet. When do you think you say next year it might be commercially available? Correct. So, so well, um, we are aiming to get the products into food service as soon as we can. So food services are sort of restaurants. But we'll probably do pop-up restaurants to get more fees at, um South Africans to say whether or not what needs to be done to improve and to enhance the flavor and experience of our food. Um, in terms of the commercially viable, we are looking at a 2025 launch to more food service and hopefully getting closer to being retail. A lot of that does depend on regulations, which we're working with the departments, the relevant departments, and with our legal team to ensure that we can launch this uh, in the timeliest manner. But in terms of being able to taste it, we want South Africans to be able to eat this as soon as possible and hoping that in the next year, definitely in Cape Town and hopefully in other cities in, in South Africa, we will be able to get some pop-up restaurants so people can experience it. Well, now there's something to look forward to. Thanks so much to Brett Thompson, CEO and co-founder of Mzanzi Meat. And that's it for this week. Till next week from Eagle Scrook. Take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR 101.3